With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. You know, the number one most important thing to, to find and identify is a quarterback for your team. And uh, each team has one, but they're very different. Uh, if you're a general manager who values veteran a veteran quarterback who has shown exactly what he can be and maybe what he can't be, then... You might view the Vikings as a, as a better opportunity because Kirk Cousins is under contract. If you prefer to have a, a young quarterback and somebody who has a lot of room to grow and you want to go out and hire somebody who can help develop them, then maybe as a general manager or even a, a head coach, you look at the Bears and say, I'd rather have a Justin Fields. Kevin Seifert, longtime colleague of Judd. Breaking it down. Former regular guest on Mackey and Judd. Just a... What's the more appealing job as a head coach, Bears or Vikings? This is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment, speculation, sometimes the medicine that you need as a Vikings fan, even though you don't know that you need it. We'll deliver that sometimes. Um, and the show is presented by Surly Brewing Company and also TCL TVs. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs, perfect for Super Wild Card Weekend, which continues tonight. It's a three-day weekend of football. God, I love it. Yes, delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. And boys, the future of the Vikings is wide open. Declan and I think it is bright. Judd is worried that they're already screwing up the search. We fought about that on Mackie and Judd today. We might fight about it more today (laughs) on Purple Daily. But the interviews have already begun. On Sunday, the Vikings interviewed Monty Ossenfort for their general manager position. He spent over a decade with the Patriots. I believe he won five Super Bowls in the Patriots front office. More recently with the Tennessee Titans. They also have a really good roster. And then uh, Nathaniel Hackett, Packers offensive coordinator, was the first head coaching candidate interviewed. And I would love, as we get to know some of these candidates, there's a lot more information and just a lot more fodder with the head coaching candidates because even as coordinators, they're up there speaking every week at press conferences. You can get a feel for their personalities. So the more that I consume information, either just in my own reaching out to people that know Nathaniel Hackett or articles or clips, mm-hmm. he was already in my list of four. Like my list of four, Nathaniel Hackett, Byron Leftwich. I had Kellen Moore, I think, on it at one point. We can fight about that later, too, Declan, Mm -hmm. and uh, Doug Peterson. But I love Nathaniel Hackett. And Dex and I have a couple clips we'd like to play for Judd and the audience and some snippets from a recent Sports Illustrated article. But 
Let's uh, let's hear a clip. Go ahead, play, play whichever one you want here, Dex. Let's hear from Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, this is a recent press conference clip. Just to get a feel for his personality, he interviewed yesterday for the Vikings head coaching vacancy. Trying to get all those notes together and decide kind of how you want to run a program. And um, from that standpoint, is it's really just about organizing your thoughts, being able to sit down and know you never know what they're going to ask you. And uh, just understand you got to be yourself and, and, and you got to speak from the heart. And, uh, and really, that's about it. I mean, it's, it's really one of those things when you're talking to people, it's not as much X's and O's as people would think. It's more just about kind of the person that you are, how you would lead the team, how you would handle the team. And uh, it's been a great experience here because it, how we do it here is, a, is how I want to do it. And uh, so, so it's kind of been a on-the-job training since I got here with Matt. Aaron Rodgers, in a Sports Illustrated article in September, said of Hackett, quote, no one brings me more joy than that guy right there. Aaron Rodgers, one of the weirdest, quirkiest, hardest guys to – I mean, he has, he's literally cut his family off at the knees. Says no one brings me more joy than Nathaniel Hackett. His daily and weekly meetings, this is from Sports Illustrated, have become legendary across various stops in college football and the pros. Behind the scenes, Hackett has been the cultural energy and schematic force behind some of the biggest turnarounds in the sport. A desolate Syracuse football program became a record setting Big East contender behind an unheralded quarterback who became an NFL draft pick. The Buffalo Bills went from perpetual loser to 9-7, and seven, nudge the Patriots' contention with Kyle Orton and E.J. Manuel as the quarterbacks. Blake Bortles went from wayward frisbee-throwing project to AFC title game participant with his best numbers across the board coming under Hackett. Interesting. And I believe he called plays for those teams because LeFleur calls the plays now for the Packers. So Hackett doesn't call the plays currently, but he has. Uh, Personality-wise, seem I mean, just from clips, so again, I don't know him at all. But anyway, personality-wise, he does seem like the type of starting point that you would want for a fresh start. Because there, there is a reason that it's become cliche, as Kevin said, that teams often bring in the opposite of the guy that they just had. Um and with Mike gone, you're going to want a guy who comes in and is positive and brings a, I don't want to say rah-rah mentality, but definitely brings more of, of an upbeat presence. Um, yeah, like organically, and, not faking yeah, it. or Yeah, yeah. not college-like. Um, and this guy gets that, and, and he's right. Like if, this, if you just take the job and say, I'm an X's and O's guy, for instance, defense. But, you know, I come in and I'm going to call plays and I, you know what, I'll worry about the people after that. That can work for a while, but it's going to grow stale quickly. And so so this definitely intrigues me. It, if I was to put him in the bin of, of the necessary um, experience on the offensive side of the ball, but more importantly, the personality type bin, I would definitely lump him in. And and again, I'd be curious to know philosophically the GM potentially because because I don't care how nice the guy is or how upbeat he is, he's going to have to work with a person who I'm going to assume until I'm told differently is going to have ultimate control of the roster. But this definitely intrigues me as far as what I think this team needs from a culture standpoint. Let's play the next clip here, Dex. This is. Nathaniel Hackett on what he's learned about previous interview experiences. 
in the beginning was a little bit of a shock and a blur. You're trying to throw everything together that you've ever thought of in three days to get ready for this uh, meeting that, that you're so excited for. Um, I think now to be able to have all that preparation work that I had done for Atlanta to now kind of reevaluate everything, have the nuts and bolts of it, the foundation of it done, and being able to tweak it and feel more comfortable in what you're saying and what you believe in. I think that's kind of the, the, the main main point that I took from that is is being just so straightforward on, on what your beliefs are and believing in them and show that to those owners. Also from this SI article, his positivity and energy, it's infectious, Packers left tackle David Bakhtiari says. So you got, you got who are the two leaders of that team? Rodgers and Bakhtiari, right? Mm-hmm. And both of these guys are like, this is one of the best coaches I've ever been around. Bakhtiari continues, there has never been a day where I have not seen him come in without greater energy and enthusiasm. He's literally a walking culture. A bad teacher will always blame the student or the group or the person for not obtaining the information. No. Mike Zimmer did no, that all the time. No, that's incorrect. <laughs> Mike Zimmer did that all the time. Um, rather than reflecting or looking at yourself, finding a way to reach not only the masses but every single person. You can grab their attention and help them learn the material, no matter how dry, easy, complicated, or in-depth it might be, that personifies Nathaniel's teaching habits. Yeah. That's really interesting. That's impressive. And so there's all the clips, too, of, like, I've seen some clips of him, like, actually leading meetings and just how dynamic he is. Uh, He implements little tricks because he knows that meetings in football can be monotonous and boring. Yep. And so as they're scheming for opposing teams – Instead of talking about like the number of the defensive tackle, you know, or or you know, X's and O's breakdown, he'll put like sitcom faces or characters to just make it pop more. Like he goes the extra mile in his teachings to bring positivity, energy, make it fun, make it stick, mm-hmm. right? And I think something like that could work really well after what we just came from with Mike Zimmer and the um just the meh feeling around the whole organization the last few years. So if if this first round, too, and I, I know that, that he talked uh, to the Vikings on Sunday, if this first round is being conducted at least by the Vikings correctly, I think that what he brings as far as a person and as far as a person who, who can lead right now is the most important thing right now. Like, I'm going to tell the Wilfs and the team, hey, look, Eventually, I think that that we should talk about philosophy and what I know and what I do. But right now, you people need to see the difference that I'm going to bring to your building, period. Mm -hmm. And that's what and and once you get a GM, I'll talk to that person and we'll talk about how we find quarterbacks like like there's a lot of things. Um, But I would I would hope that what transpired in the Zoom session on Sunday, guys, was simply, uh, I know that things had gone stale and wrong with your team as far as the people go, and here's what I can do, and here's what I do do differently, as opposed to tell us about your offensive schemes. Like that, that to me should be the new GM and coach, and they might, yeah. and they might butt heads and say this ain't gonna work. But what the Vikings need to do, in my opinion, right now, is find out. What makes you different as a person? What do you bring? Because that's incredibly important. And and I think that we saw part a big part of 
the reason this team went stale and went bad also had to do with, you know, butting of heads. It had to do with personalities. Um, and so that would be my number one thing right now if I'm the Wilfs is who are you and what do you bring? Dex, you were, I saw you tweeting. Mm-hmm. You, you tweeted out a couple of these clips on on the Internet today. What are your impressions of Nathaniel Hackett? He just seems like a very relatable, and I don't know if this is the right word to use, but just a nice, normal guy. Like, if you watch that entire press conference, every reporter that comes on, he addresses them by their first name. He says, hi, how are you? There isn't a crusty, old, I'm smarter than you or better than you mentality, which I I do get, like, that's going to be involved in a lot of coaches. Um, Zimmer's a crusty old SOB, and he might challenge some people sometimes. But Kellen Moore, I think, also, like, even though he's an innovative offensive guy, his his biggest question mark is, is he a leader? And also, like, how do you respond to people when they ask you are a leader? And just with the way Nathaniel Hackett, I think, responds to people, like, you wouldn't really guess this guy's been a football coach before. And I don't mean that as a detriment. It just the way he carries himself in this, that one press conference alone, I'm sure he's a different person when it's football time and they're, and they're hitting pads and doing all the fun yeah. football-y things, right? But he just seems like a very relatable, nice guy. And I, I do think that does matter. Like, there's a human element to him that I do think probably carries him a little further along than other people. And I will say, like, just in terms of, like, on the coaching front, it's so hard with Leftwich because, like, the bulk of his – I mean, he's he hasn't been a coach that long because he's, he's young. It's like he's attached to Tom Brady, right? And you might say the same thing about Hackett. Well, Hackett's attached to Rodgers the last couple of years. So, you know, how are you supposed to – why would you hire a guy just because Aaron Rodgers is awesome? Well, what intrigues me more is the time he spent – in Buffalo, in Jacksonville, how did you do with right. garbage quarterbacks, right? Point. When when Kyle Orton and EJ Manuel were your quarterbacks, <laughs> yep. and they were able to that that was like a like a league average offense. It was like I think it was they were like 16th in yards one of those years with EJ Manuel. Yep. Um, and then at one point, at the peak of the the Blake Bortles Jags run, they went to the NFC champ or the AFC Championship game. And I believe, I don't have it in front of me right now, but I believe they were like fifth or sixth in yards offensively or something ridiculous mm-hmm. with Blake freaking Bortles. So there's other quotes in this SI article too, just from like there's an offensive lineman that speaks from one of the other teams. But how did you do when given crappy ingredients? All right, you're not going to get Brady. You're not going to get Rodgers. Can you still help mold an offense to be top half of the league or borderline top five and do some damage in the playoffs and trick that thing up. Mm-hmm. And that's what the Vikings need to. And and again, like think about all of the positive attributes of a Nathaniel Hackett. If they choose to keep Kirk Cousins. And I and now I I think Kirk Cousins has too many checkmate flaws as a leader and as a an improviser. Like he's not good off script. I think those things are going to really prevent the Vikings from winning a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins. But in fairness to Kirk he drew one of the worst possible hands yeah. as a head coach in Mike Zimmer. Like, oil and water. Mike Zimmer it took him until year four to start even pouring any energy at all into meeting with Kirk Cousins. Cousins would have a better chance of thriving or getting to another level, if there is one, with Nathaniel Hackett than Mike Zimmer. Mm-hmm. And whoever the quarterback is, Kellen Mond would thrive more under Nathaniel Hackett. A quarterback that you draft would have a better chance under Nathaniel Hackett. So... Uh, again, like I'm, 
I need to know more. I want to see what the new GM potentially thinks. But I continue to be really impressed by the Packers offensive coordinator here, not just because Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback. Yeah, I I think it's, uh, again, I think it's definitely one that goes in the bin. I mean, here's my thing. Todd Bowles, okay? Coached the Jets, didn't go, go well. Obviously, as a DC, he's outstanding. But I think he's a fiery personality guy again, and I think he would come in with that defensive mentality. That fight, and and the Vikings just had that. And so they I also, so, I think they interviewed. I think he was like a finalist when they hired Zimmer. I think sure. he was too. But my point is, the Vikings just had that. I think you need a change here. I, I think it's not just the person. It's not just the name. I don't think you want to bring in a guy who's got the attributes of Mike because you're going to lose guys then. Like the most important thing is to re-engage the guys in the room you care about, right? Like what's going to excite Justin Jefferson? Who's going to walk in and be like, okay, here's what we're doing, guys. It's going to be great. It's a new era. And, And a guy like Jefferson is going to be like, oh, thank God, this is outstanding. I don't want defensive defense, you know, defensive football dude. Oh, we're going to come in and kick some ass again. Because a lot of things that used to work in, in football don't work now. And you have to be a person who can relate, one. And then, two, I think now it's gotten to a point where if you're good offensively, it sure helps a lot. Mm-hmm. Yes. It helps. Yes. And so, I don't know, Hackett checks a lot of boxes. That's interesting. Uh, let's, let's, let's get into uh, the Kellen Moore thing here in a second, too. Before we do that, I don't know. I'm going to need a Surly. Judd, can you help me? Um, yeah, actually, I can't right now because I am out. I'm out at my house. You oh, know God. why oh, I am? Because right. Super studio. Wild Card Weekend. Well, let's just Super. Let's just say there's no better combination than Super Wild Card Weekend and plenty of of Surly brewing product. In this case, it was almost exclusively for me. Surly Furious, which is absolutely outstanding. I tweeted pictures. Um, I, had a, I had a Furious yesterday. You I did, Declan. Yeah. Some some listeners slash viewers did. Surly Furious is the way to go. And by the way, there's still one game left. Don't eliminate tonight's game. We got another game. So if you haven't done it already, enjoy football super wildcard weekend and a Surly Furious. You'll be glad you did. And tweet me that picture at Jay Zolgad. Also, hey, uh, this weekend was a weekend of chill boys, just rocking chill boys and a slate of football on the couch all weekend long. Give me one word to describe how chill boys is making you feel this super wild card weekend. Super. I'm feeling super. That's exactly what it is. It's a super wild card weekend that carries over on a Monday. And thank God I had all my performance brand chill boys on. And that bamboo fabric. It's performance. It's bamboo. There's long johns. You know, it's been the classic Minnesota winter this year. it, it's been four days of, of bone-chilling cold, yes. and then it warms up a little bit to, like, 25, and the windows are cracked because you're used to sub-zero temperatures. But the chill boys, whether the long underwear or just the traditional boxers, doesn't matter. It makes you feel super. That's my word to describe it. I'm going to give you two words, culture changer, because it has changed <laughs> the culture down there. I've gone from, from like, Zim being like, we're going to do that. Like, Zim, I'm all bundled up, and now the culture has changed. I have found chill boys. Exactly right. More flexible. And you know what? I am well on on my way to a championship because I like who I'm playing for, or in this case, what I'm wearing. That's right. Chillboys.com if you want to get in on the action. 
So, all right, Judd and I told you this on Mackie and Judd today here, Dex, but we are uh, we're both out on Kellen Moore after mm-hmm. the debacle at the end of that game yesterday. So why don't you tell the Purple Daily audience why they, in your mind, should not be out on Kellen, on Kellen Moore. I don't think you can just come down to one play in one situation as I'm out. I'm, I'm absolutely out there. Um, Kellen Moore is a pretty smart dude. He did have some teeth clenching to him. The, 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 he's got some just weird teeth in general, and he's always on the sidelines there. He's got his fans he's got some, and He's got some Eli face, too, man. He definitely he just looks does. a little per- perplexed in big moments. But I'm definitely not going to be out on a guy who led the number one offense in points and yards last year. And I'm definitely not going to be out on a guy. We just talked about Nathaniel Hackett working with bum quarterbacks, basically, in Jacksonville and Buffalo before he gets to Green Bay. Last year, the Cowboys started Ben DiNucci, Andy Dalton, Gabbert, like they've hired, they, they've, they, they've literally had some horrible quarterbacks last year, and they were still a league average defense when they lost Dak Prescott. He also took a practice squad quarterback and beat you in your own building while you were coming off a bye week. This dude knows offense for sure. Is he ready to be a leader of a football team? I don't know. I truly don't know that yet. But I'm definitely not out on a guy who has literally orchestrated the number one offense in the NFL. From uh, from this season, so no, I'm not out on Kellen Moore yet. I can't do that. And I think where I'm where I'm out is I've always been a little suspect about how young he is. Like he's like mm-hmm. 32, 33. It's so young. I know that Sean McVay was 30, but that doesn't mean he should just be rifling off 30 year old hires. And then to see the total lack of preparation and communication. I mean, fundamentally, and I've I've seen now more former quarterbacks coming out today and saying. 16, 17, 18 seconds is like the cutoff for whether you can run a play in the middle of the field and still have time to get up and spike it. And for the Cowboys, the play caller of the Cowboys with 14 seconds left to call that play, quarterback sneak. And yeah, it worked because it gained a bunch of yards. But that's because they were giving you the middle of the field so the clock would run out. That's why the play worked in part. Cool. Congratulations. You gained 15 yards. You outsmarted us. And now the game's over. And to see Dak Prescott handing the ball to the center instead of the official, which wasted two or three seconds, and to see the receivers and the tight end, Dalton Schultz, shrugging their shoulders like, are we running a play? Are we spiking it? Like mass confusion, no concept of what play to run with 14 seconds left. Like sometimes those little attention to detail things can tell you a lot more about a coach. So I'm trying to reconcile their offense has been really good. He's been highly lauded as a as a coordinator, but they also lack major attention to detail in key moments, not only in that game yesterday, but throughout the season. And so, like for me, if you're putting Kellen Moore next to Nathaniel Hackett, it is a no brainer. I'm taking the I'm taking the more experienced guy. I'm taking Nathaniel Hackett at this point. Dex, to come to your side just a bit, I will say this. Um I would probably spend today doing more background on more. Like, I would like to know, because McCarthy is an offensive guy that called plays for a long time with Packers. So what I would like to know is exactly what transpired there. Like, because McCarthy can do some weird, dumb stuff. He's was, a bonehead in game. Was man, more but, susceptible yeah. to that? Like, like was he involved? But if but if I find out, if, if my spies come back and tell me flat out, that was Kellen's call. I'm I'm out. Like that is such a huge gag. Like that is so stupid at that time. The, it's not that it's one play. It's when that one play was called. Mm-hmm. So if I find out, yeah, you know what, Kellen dialed that sucker up. What'd you think? Dak didn't do his. And I'm like, no, 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 no. If that was dialed up, 
that person automatically out because it's a huge gag. And gags in sports are indicative of what's to come. You often get uptight. Like, that was a Kirk type of move. Oh, my God, the game's on the line. I'm going to get 15 yards. You always, yeah, you always got to drag Kirk under the bus. Okay, yeah, we could do. be talking about I'm anything. I'm just saying, Judge, I predict, so anti Kirk. I like to say, <laughs> I like to say, some people are winners and some aren't. That was a loser move. That was it a was. loser move at that time. I mean, I will say too, if you want to just talk about winners, and and this is one quantifiable thing, because Kirk literally everywhere he's been. I mean, he was okay at Michigan State, right? But he wasn't like a a world renowned. I think they winner. won the Quick Lane Bowl one time, and yeah, and he was a. Third round pick, right? Third round pick. Or the Outback Bowl. They so might have won the Outback Third round pick. Bowl. So, yeah, he was okay. Kellen Moore was an unreal high school recruit. Lost like five games in four at four years at Boise State. Um, gets transitioned right away into the NFL after a, a decent little backup career. I think that dude does know what it takes to win. Yesterday was a gaffe. There's no doubt about that. It was a gaffe. It was it was a it was an interesting spot. But that's where I think we sometimes end up just splitting hairs because it's like, well, was it Dak being confused? Why didn't Dak maybe check the play call? How come D'Amico Ryans allows the team to go down 70 yards against San Francisco, who the Vikings also are planning to interview, right? So I think we oh, are yeah, just, it's that. so easy to jump to conclusions on that part. And I'm just not going to look at, I'm just not going to write off Kellen Moore for that one call. I can't do that. Yeah, sometimes, though, there's just certain moments like this is a little apples to oranges, but you guys remember when J.R. Smith. Uh, yeah, short circuited in a big NBA Finals game. Yeah, like he One he didn't know how much time memes. was left. He instead of passing it to LeBron James, he just didn't he just like hoist up a three and LeBron. It's like the meme, right? LeBron yeah. is like yeah, yeah. And that one play kind of told you everything you needed to know about J.R. Smith. That right. in a moment where calm heads are required, he's like frenetically doesn't know what to do, right? And it's like, oh, it doesn't mean that he can't be on a team, but okay, he <laughs> freaks out in big moments. And we've we've seen that with Minnesota, like Jose Barrios has been like that too, where it's like he can't calm down, and you know he finally had a good playoff game, I think, against the Astros. But to call that play with 14 seconds left is so dumb. You don't have enough time. First guess, you don't have enough time to run up and spike it and run another play. Also, secondarily, you're at the 40 yard line. So is gaining 10 or 12 yards, and you might say, well, they gained 15. Yeah, and the clock ran out. So you really, like, you had to gain maybe 8 or 10, maybe 12 to leave yourself with time to spike it. So is the difference between the 40 and the 30 enough to waste a potential shot at the end zone? Why not run two shots at the end zone? Right. Like, why waste a play? The Vikings did this early in the year, too, Mm -hmm. where they ran a play to get closer, and it's like, why? Why are you running a play to get just throw the ball into the end zone twice? Right. Right. So like stuff like that. It's like, ah, and I don't know if I can get over that. Offensive guys who do do that sometimes are are in their mind so smart, right? Like I, I know what play here. It's like, no, Kellen, don't don't do it. Don't do it. No, no, no. I've those guys concern me because there's a, a potential hubris there that you don't want. Like it's one thing to be a really smart offensive mind it's another to to have read your own press clippings and say i'm so smart you know what we're gonna do 14 seconds left we're gonna make this work no dude you're not okay so like there's a lot of that that play if nothing else raises a ton of red flags that have to be worked through as to why then i I mean it's actually a great it's a great play to have from the, the standpoint of a potential team that might hire you 
because that play is exactly what you need to explore and find out what did you do there. Because if it's like I was – no, it was going to work. Uh, no, actually it wasn't going to work. So Yeah, like that's the thing about Mike McCarthy too. You know, Mike McCarthy spent a year – Talking with he had the year of like yeah. learning, right? Learning analytics. Pelissero went to the ranch, did the story. It was a good yeah, story. Did all Great this story. research. It's like, but Mike McCarthy still has no idea how to run a game under two minutes, right. and it almost erases all the other good things that Mike McCarthy brings to the table. And that's kind of what I'm seeing. Yeah, and, and who knows? Maybe Kellen Moore winds up as the next Bill Belichick when it's all said and done. But like, I look at that and I think, ooh, that was just like a weird red flag. That whole sequence. It was a, a just a really weird reflection on him as a leader, but we'll see. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't think it's come out when he's going to interview with the Vikings, but I, I'm assuming that's the, unless the Wolf saw that game, they're like, oh, we're good too. Don't even bother. We're not even <laughs> yeah, going to give you the talk. Zoom link. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk to him. Uh, Judd, what was, give us your, uh, your, your biggest highlight fighting with Cousins Crusaders on the internet this weekend. Oh, I enjoyed the whole thing. Um, I think it was, I think it was actually the story that I would pick is so somebody who has a fans only account who claims that she's in a different country. Yeah, she was written me. And so Collar and so Collar Collar said, I don't think that I've seen Judd get chirped by by a porn star. Only fans, by the way, not fans only. Oh, just, sorry. Wanna... Thank you, Declan. Thank you. No, no, I'm no. not See, familiar. I don't just... know. I, I had no <laughs> idea. That's one I don't know about. I am no saint, but Tell I don't know about that, yeah. about that that one. So, so, so Collar said, like, I, I didn't have on my bingo card today Judd being chirped by a porn star, to which she and a bunch of people fired back at Collar, like, how dare you dismiss me as a porn? I'm not a porn star. I don't, oh, I God. don't bleep. For my work, um, th- this shows what you think of me. <laughs> this shows what you think of me. You're a misogynist. Blah. And so Collar tried to be like, I didn't calm down. And so like three people, friends, I would guess, chirped him back. And then I finally jumped back in and I said, hold on a second here. You basically called me a dumb F. You tore me down and my feelings are hurt. So don't be getting on my buddy here when you started this by tearing me apart, and I'm sensitive. That pretty much brought an end, end to the entire thing. But that well, was you're fighting with the, the porn stars. I didn't fight. I just said don't 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 be trying to me too <laughs> me and my buddy when you jumped in first and called me a moron and used ba- basically the f word. Don't be trying to me too me off of that one. I love it. We're not going to be doing that. We're not playing that say, game. Uh, I will say. So anyway, I found a I found a website here that ranks weekend. the top earners on OnlyFans. <laughs> so there are there are also I think people Fans think it's only. like it's just your targeted ads on Facebook a, are going to be screwed now. I just want to let you know, like you're just going to you're, now your oh, your wife's going to like wait what? He did it for the show. <laughs> He's doing it for the show. So, but did you know there's also there's also men who have accounts? I'm sure on right. <laughs> Good for everybody. So the top earning, according to uh, this website here, besttoppers.com, according to that, so Tyga, he's a hip-hop artist, yep, and he's on the website. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say it because I don't want to – I'm with that. I don't want all my, all my ads now to be, to, be, to be these. So how much money would you guess this dude makes per month? I'm going to let Declan go. I'm, on OnlyFans? On, on, on the site? The 
<laughs> yeah, I didn't get the, I didn't get the name right. I'm gonna let Declan go here. I'm deferring. See, a month. I'm just saying, Judd, you might want to consider this as sort of a you know like a just a little side little side hustle, a little side hustle. Fifty thousand. I'm not even close. No. Fifty thousand. Two hundred thousand. Higher. Five hundred. Higher. Oh my God. A million. A million. Higher. This is mo- estimated monthly earning. He charges twenty bucks a month. Okay. Twenty-five million. It's eight million dollars. Eight million a month. All right. Eight million. Oh can God. we get Judd? I mean, can we What's can try get Judd on wait, there wait, for like a couple second. thousand a month. How's this What's for the, the ad? Like, what do you get? You get exclusive content, Judd. But so like you- naked <laughs> pictures. What do you get? Like, I don't yeah. know. I seriously don't don't know. I think yeah, I've, I've heard never of this, but partaken, I don't know much. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't partaken, but yes, it's it's not, it's not, (laughs) but like the reason she was defending herself, I believe from what I know is it's because it's not that it is not prostitution. Correct. Are you, okay. Maybe you're not allowed. I don't know. But does it have to be, does it have to be sexual in nature or like, can I rap? I, I don't, I genuinely actually now don't know. know. I think that's more. Oh my God. We have jumped. Maybe some people in the the YouTube comment section can explain. Can we, get like doing, can we get Here, judges giving this. cousins takes for 20 bucks a month? See? The thinker. Judd's all good. <laughs> the thinker. I gave you just the thinker. Wear, just where. And also, you would you would look uh, pretty good in your chill boys and with your Livia down down 30 pounds. Livia Weight Control Centers has no joke here. It changed my, my life down 30 plus pounds. Um, it has been great. And in fact, I want to alert folks, too. You do not have to live in town here to join. They will give you a consultation. They they will, if you zoom in, you can join. Call today, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A or Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com. And here's the best part too. Call today. Your first eight weeks are free. In the first eight weeks, I lost 26 pounds. So imagine mm. dropping 26 pounds for free in in Minneapolis, St. Paul, Lakeville, Manhattan, Los Angeles, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A-Livia.com. It'll change your life, and you can change it from near or afar. Love it. Uh, also, Federated's been supporting us and supporting business owners over 100 years. Not us. We've only been around for a few years, but feels um, they've, been, uh, they've been helping with resources like MyShield, the online client destination for risk management resources. Think of Federated and MyShield as an offensive line, a high-quality one mm-hmm. for your business. Find out more about Federated's uh, great people and resources at federatedinsurance.com. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. We had a few minutes here. I know you guys had to get to uh, um, Royce Unchained. But just real quick on the Cousins front, you wrote an article about this on scorenorth.com, too. It feels like a lot of people think, well, look, see, all this stuff's coming out about Zimmer, the Gessling article, you know, the, the culture of fear and Spielman's gone, that this is what's been holding Kirk back. And there is some truth to that. And so now that those guys are gone, now it's time for Kirk to thrive, right? Whoever they find is going to be paired up with Kirk. But not so fast is what you are saying. Yes, because Kirk was Rick's guy, and Rick is gone now. And it's my contention that a new GM and coach is not going to come in here and say, let's run things back. Let's try it again. Kirk is at a point contractually with a a, uh, 
year left and a massive salary cap hit for 2022 where he can be traded and a lot can be saved. I think the third domino to fall, and it's going to be more than this when it gets to who's going to be um, taken out of the locker room. But when you look at Rick and Mike, Kirk is next up. Kirk is going to be. I just don't see any way that the new combination of uh, coach and GM is going to say, let's extend Kirk. Let's try to keep Rick's dream. Let's do it for Rick. Let's keep Rick's dream alive. I think that there are teams that would trade for Kirk. I think that you'll probably get more back from Kirk than you would expect. Um, But I fully expect that the reset here, fair or not, cousin stands, fair or not, needs to to include Kirk. And I will say this. I'm not convinced. I'm convinced that a few other veterans are probably gone too. I don't know who, but I do know that, that there are some contracts that I, because 22 is going to be about what, you guys? It's going to be about a fresh start. It's not going to be about, let's just get all the guys back with a new coach. That's not how things work. It's going to be about a reset, and it's going to be about a culture change. And and with what Gessling reported to, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say the locker room is not above that. Like, it wasn't all, oh, it's all Mike. It's all Mike's fault. Mike was, I'm sure that there were certain guys in that room who were probably not the greatest. And so, so like the next thing is for the new combination of coach and GM Phil to come in and find that. And I really believe that Kirk will be among those who will be trimmed out of here fairly quickly. I think he gets traded too. I don't think he was like, I don't think he was part of the culture of fear by any means, but I don't think he takes on any sort of active, meaningful leadership role. And, he essentially, I mean, we've been kind of tongue-in-cheek throughout the whole season talking about how Kirk just works here. Ah, he just works here. He doesn't call timeouts. He doesn't change the plays. He just works here, right? He literally almost said the exact phrase after the Week 18 loss to Chicago when he said, quote, I just kind of go to work. I really insulate myself. You think Tom Brady just goes to work and insulates himself? Russell Wilson just insulates himself? Pat Mahomes just goes to work and insulates himself? Yep. No, they have their fingerprints on things in a good way. So I just know I have a job to do, and I try to do that job the best I can, and that's that. And then, of course, when it, when it was time to like put your big boy pants on and, okay, they just fired the GM and the coach, and now it's time for the team leaders to speak on behalf of the organization, You know what's going to happen going forward. And it was Thielen Kendricks and Brian O'Neill that came out. Mm-hmm. I, I just want, I want a GM and a coach that are in sync and actually talk to each other and collaborate, mm-hmm. which is what I think Zimmer and, and Spielman did in the first couple of years. I want a head coach who innovates offensively, ideally, and who leads and empowers players as opposed to browbeating them and striking fear you in them. You suck. No, you suck. And then I'd like, I'd like a quarterback that actually takes on a meaningful culture-building role who doesn't just work here. Yes. I don't think it's too much to ask for those things. And, and uh, not to absolve Kirk, but the fact that Dak Prescott ran that play is a major problem. If that play came in and Dak's like, okay, cool, I work here, I'll do it. You want a quarterback, a quarterback who wins a Super Bowl, if he is presented with a terribly stupid play, does not run that play. Kirk would have run that play. Dak did. That's concerning. I don't want that. I want the guy to say, okay, guys, play came in and it's stupid. Here's what we're running. Seriously. (laughs) 
I, know. I mean, what's I know, the worst that's going to happen? Kellen Moore is going. Oh, he's upset with me. I don't give a crap. We're yeah. butt heads. Yeah, but I mean, that, uh, that's the definition beyond Kirk of a guy who doesn't get what his real role is. He can be the greatest guy. I don't know him, but that's a you can't run that play. Yeah, uh, Alex Boone tomorrow on the show. We'll get his thoughts on where some of the uh, coaching and GM searches <sighs> are Monday. at. And we'll keep you guys posted on any sort of news that drops, anything we're hearing about these candidates and the interviews. That's a wrap on today's episode. Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. See you guys. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 1. She was a city girl, but always somewhere else in her head. Somewhere where bison roam, rivers flow, and people get their hiking boots dirty. Like, actually dirty. So one day she fled west and discovered this place of beauty, history, and a delicious taste of adventure. But before she knew it, she was driving away with memories to share and the hopes of returning. Because there's so much South Dakota, so little time. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.